Hey guys, welcome to episode 33 of Working Comic Podcast. Austin Nasso here. Uh, in this episode, I interviewed uh, Jack Robichaud from Dead Kevin, and we talked about getting in Montreal's Just for Laughs, uh, how to find the perfect seven-minute set after having so much material, uh, getting the right manager, deciding what manager is right for you, uh, submitting to, and then winning the Series Fest uh, writing competition, uh, balancing a job in stand-up, making money in comedy, and making comedy shows in L.A. Uh, this is a short and fun interview, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Thanks. That recording From the top. From the top. Cool. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Working Comic Podcast. Uh, this is episode 33 featuring Jack Robichaud a member of the Dead Kevin Sketch Group, a very popular YouTube comedy group. He's also been featured in the 2014 Montreal Just for Laughs, and you can catch him doing stand-up all around L.A. Thanks for doing the show, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, dude. Did uh, you find that? Was there like an intro online or like a or bio online? Um, I saw some, I usually just find a bio online and like slightly reword it. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say it none, sounded familiar. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I think it was on some, uh, not was, to call you out. I mean, it was all, it's all accurate. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, cool. yeah, I'm just trying to be concise, accurate here. It's all true folks. It's all true. So you did, uh, when you did just for laughs, you did it as a stand up, right? Yeah. Not as like a dead Kevin thing. No, that was, uh, yeah, that was just stand up individual. I actually, I went with Ryan though, who's in my, in dead Kevin. Yeah. Um, so you both got in, we just got in at the same year. Yeah. Did Ahmed, he was in a year before that. Okay. Yeah. And then we got the year after either, it was either a year or two years after Ahmed. Is that related at all? Like, did they do the people that book it? Like, did they know that stuff that you guys are in the same thing or, I don't think so. I mean, uh, I don't believe so. No, I mean, we went through the same process as everyone where it's, you go, you, you go like audition, you do a couple audition sets and then you have a callback set and then you find out later on. So, so you don't, but you don't like submit a tape. Uh, no, I mean, you, that's what the plebeians, you gotta see. get like recommended or, uh, or, you know, recommended to go in and audition and it's a live audition so you you know they do it at like the laugh factory they do it at west side a lot comedy store or wherever they you know can have like a big setting and then you just go in and audition for it so okay. i think it's like three times you there's like three different shows that you do like the first one the callback and then like the last one. Oh, that's cool yeah. okay so what was that like? Just doing just for laughs. I know we're we're starting off on a random on your one oh, of your credits, cool. but I mean, uh, I mean it was great. It was one of the. It was so fun going to Canada, and uh, I mean we we partied a lot when we were there. Uh, but you know you got to stay serious too and do the set. But yeah, it was fun. It was a good time. It was a good group. There were a lot of good people. That's so fun to go with one of your close yeah. friends like that. Yeah, it definitely made it. Uh, you know, uh, made it really fun. And, uh, but you know, there were a lot of people in the group that I was friends with too. I think I went with like 
you know, Jake Wiseman and Hampton Yunt and uh, oh, okay. Whitmer Thomas was in our group and it was a good group. It was fun. That's we insane. We all kind of hung out and Grant Lyon too. I think I like met Grant Lyon there. Like, like I knew him before that, but you know, we'd go out to like lunch and stuff and, and hang out and got to know him pretty well there. That's so cool. Cause yeah. that's like the first festival where comics are really trying to get in. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot like, there's a lot that like banked on it and it was like a lot of like uh you know people get real stressed out about doing the audition and everything you got to make sure it's like a good set but you know it's also i didn't really think i i had a chance to get into it and so i i wasn't super stressed out about it you know i was just like i'm gonna do my best on these auditions and then you know just see what happens that's cool. So how long are those auditions? Or is it the same? It's the same format, I imagine, right? I think so. I mean, I think you just do like a seven-minute set, and then it's a show, you know, with a bunch of people. There's a host, someone who's done it before, and then, you know, it's uh, pretty straightforward. Cool. How did you uh, come up? Did you, like, prepare to, like, be like, this is going to be my seven minutes, like my tight seven for the competition? Yeah, because they're pretty uh, – they're pretty strict about it being like, that's your set. Like the, there's one big show when you go and then I'm sure the format's changed a little bit, but when I went, there's one big show and then a second show that's a little bit smaller, but still, you know, you gotta like do your set. Oh, you do the same set. Exactly. When when I went, you didn't have to on the second one, but I don't know. The second what? The second show. Oh, um, you could do some different material, but definitely the first show is like the set that you would, you audition with. with and yeah so, interesting yeah they're kind of specific about it how did you come up with a set like that like a seven a tight seven minutes because like obviously if you're doing i mean it sounds like you said you've done stand-up for eight years yeah. so you come up with so much material how do you decide what's going to be in your seven minute set i mean that's so on, tough I honestly mean. it was that i've been doing it for eight years so that was in 2014 so i had been doing it for four years so it's basically you know four years of doing it and then figuring out out of the four years, what's the best seven minutes yeah. that you can do. But, you know, you just cultivate. If it had been a year before that, you know, probably wouldn't have got in or anything because the set wouldn't have been, you know, you figure out what the best thing to do is. So you had a manager at this time in 2014? Uh, at the time, yeah. I okay. do not. I mean, I'm, I don't have the same manager, but... I'm also, I kind of just, I kind of went out on my own after that a little bit. Lone wolf. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Try to be a rebel. <laughs> yeah. So what do you mean? you just like, I'm just going to do my own thing. I don't need you, manager. Yeah. I, I mean, just for laughs. Well, we had, no, I mean, that was, we, uh, we had managers before just for laughs, but it was through the group. Uh-huh. And then after... We got a we got an opportunity to make a show like a TV show. After this was after just for last, but just with the sketch group, we sold like an idea and then wrote a script for it. And they didn't pick it up. And once you know the network didn't pick it up, we were like kind of. I didn't feel as uh, sort of like oh this uh, the management group was a little bit too big for what I was at the time. So I was like you know this isn't you know I'd rather just kind of be on my own and then you know, do my own writing and then try to figure out how to find somebody that'll, you know, have time, have time. Yeah. I think, yeah, I was talking to Ryan. He said something similar. 
like because I think he changed too. Yeah, we all uh, we all left the manager that we were with because uh, they were really big, right? So they just didn't have yeah, time. That's the only thing. It had nothing to do with anything other than them being, you know, they just had a lot of big clients that they weren't really gonna really pay attention to us as much as. You know, I I was the first to leave, I believe. Really? You yeah. like, would you guys like call them and they just wouldn't respond and stuff? Yeah, stuff like that. And it, it, if they did, like they were, they were good people, but you know, it was just, they were sort of preoccupied with, with bigger clients. Yeah. Which I completely understand, you know? Um, so yeah, they, I, I don't know what I'm doing in these things. Like I, I, I this was like the. You know, I had had a manager for maybe like two years at this point, and I was just like, eh, I don't, uh, I don't know how this works. So I was just That's like crazy. You got one two years into comedy, pretty much. Yeah, it was mostly the sketch group. I mean, I started off doing improv. I did before I even did stand up. I did like improv at UCB, um, and then, then I started doing stand up like sort of halfway through that. And I got a manager from uh, someone seeing one of the shows at UCB. Oh, really? Yeah. So were you on a house team? No, this was just in the class. What? Yeah. And then. Who gets a manager from a class show? Well, it was actually, it was somebody in my class. uh, Their older brother was a manager. So they came to the show and then had a meeting with them and they're awesome. And then. and then we started doing Dead Kevin stuff and got picked up by a bigger management company. So I had to leave these guys. And it was it sucked. That was like a nightmare, too, because I didn't, you know, I was happy with them. But it was like, hey, there was a lot of pressure. Like, hey, we're going to get you a TV show if you come with us and stuff like that. So I did that. And then um, since then, I went back to the other. I came crawling back to the other guys. Really? Yeah. So are you working with them now? Yeah, like you know, I it's uh, you know we haven't done a lot of stuff lately, so it's a lot of just kind of like having a manager is weird because it's a lot you you know you gotta like you gotta do your own stuff and you can't really expect them to you know do everything for you. you yeah, gotta, you, you gotta, have to you like gotta reach out to people and you have to do stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Which is so weird. I don't bug them too much. You know, even though they essentially are this guy is you know I. You know, I'll I'll only really get on him if I got something, you know, that I'm really working on and that I have a lot done with, you know. So how do they help you? They, yeah, what do they do? I mean, you? mostly from what I've learned, I still don't really, you know, I'm not super well-versed in it. But, you know, they can get you into rooms and they can... Because uh, they have connections? Know. Yeah, and they advise you pretty much. They kind of just let you know what's a good idea, uh what's a bad idea and you can also you know it's again it's a lot you but you can be like hey i got something that i'm working on what do i do with this you know and then they'll take a look at it and be like okay we can show it to this person or we can get you a meeting with this person just to talk about it you know so that's interesting yeah i mean but i think it probably works differently for everybody you know everybody's got different managers it's like different relationships yeah i know people that have never had a manager and they just do everything on their own and it's you know, it's cool too. I don't know. I kind of, I feel like when I get to that point, I would want to kind of just not, I don't know if I, I mean, it's cool to have someone to talk to and have a manager, but it's like, if you're already 
like reaching out to people and like booking your own shows and doing that. A manager is just like someone to give like a percentage of what you're going to make to. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's true. But, you know, in the early stages, like I've never had a manager take anything out because I mostly because I haven't made yeah. a shit ton on anything, you know, like I think the most we ever made through something was when we when we sold the pitch for a show and then you know we're getting we're getting whatever it is to write a script but we're splitting it between you know the three of us and then uh you know they'll take a little bit but other than that if it's if you go out and do a show and you're making 250 bucks and your manager's taking 10 percent out of that then that's, <laughs> like 25 bucks. yeah that's pretty you know that's I don't not know a good if that situation. I don't know if that goes down. Yeah, yeah, that it's would be kind of strange. A lot. So that's cool. So since uh, the JFL, what have you? The JFL. It sounds the like a JFL. professional league. Um, what have you been? You know, up to since? Um. Uh. Again, doing a lot of shows. I haven't stopped on that. I uh, just constantly. It's it's tough to keep keep getting booked in LA cause you can't do, you know, there are only so many shows and there are a lot, but, uh, you also don't want to be doing the same shit every time. So you try to spread it out as much as possible. And then uh, I've been writing a lot. I did last year. Um, I wrote a pilot that won this thing called series fest, which if you're like a new writer, I'd definitely recommend like, uh, submitting to it's a really great, uh, a really great festival out of Denver. Oh, uh, cool. And then, uh, so I just basically, I wrote this pilot, 30 pages, and sent it to uh, Scotty Landis, who's a great dude. He wrote for, like, Workaholics, and um, he's an awesome, he mentored the thing, and uh, he was like, hey, submit to, you should submit it to this festival, these people I know. And I went in and ended up, like, winning it and going to Denver and doing oh, wow. this fun, like, live read and did a bunch of shows in Denver. Which oh, that's is, so cool. Denver's fucking incredible um and then the deal with them was that they were going to shoot the pilot and uh that took like probably like a year and a half to like even figure out that you know it probably it didn't work out like i got i ended up getting the rights back to it and which is good. I can bring Wait, it Wait, so out the festival is going to shoot the pilot? Uh, well, the festival lined up with a production company out here. And then the production company kind of, you know, it, it didn't work out. <laughs> what do you mean? It's so cryptic. I mean, they, uh, <laughs> it's, they were, they were really awesome people, but I think just like they, they really wanted to like, when I won the thing, they were like, we're going to shoot this for, you know, this amount of money. And then, uh, that's the deal, but the contract is we're gonna we own the rights to it because we don't you know if we're gonna put all this money down to shoot it then we gotta own the rights and I had like kind of a problem that's like you know that's rule number one you don't give up the rights to any of your work yeah if you're not getting paid for it so yeah because then they're gonna distribute it and make all the money off of it well yeah I mean I don't think they would have they but they're just they're just covering their own thing which I completely get and I even signed the contract at first I was like okay you know what if you guys are going to shoot it let's let's do it you know it'll be cool and then after a little while I think they just uh, they had too much going on and I don't think they wanted to shorten it to like they wanted to like shorten it like half in half like cut it, the script in half because the budget wouldn't cover like the whole thing and I had a little bit of problem with that 
and then uh, we left on good terms, but they just, I was like, look, I just, I, I don't know if I want to do this, and I kind of want to, you know, if we don't, I'd rather just have the rights and own my own thing. That is so overwhelming, though, like... I mean, like, they were they a were lots really... happening fast. You get you're like you won. You're, they're making this thing, and then they're like, yeah. now like, hey, by the way, we have the rights, and we're gonna cut it in half. But here, we're gonna put a lot of money in it. And you're and like, this Wait, took sure, this what? took like Hold yeah, on. and this took like a year and a half. This was like a whole year and a half process. Oh wow, which is they were really great to work with, and they're cool. It's just like I think you know logistically, it just didn't work out. And then I'm I'm happier with the outcome of it not being shot by someone else and I can just still own it and rewrite it myself and bring it out. But, yeah. Um, it was still a fun, I mean, going to Denver was great. Uh, you know, we did a live read there in, in like a movie theater, which was awesome. They had like actors. Oh, that's so cool. Like the panel. Yeah. It was super fun. Uh, but yeah, I mean, aside from it not working out with the shooting, like there was, we learned a lot in the workshop when, uh, in the, so if you are like a writer, uh, submit to Series Fest, just called Series Fest. Okay, and Denver. you can just was like you could submit in different types of formats and stuff. Uh, I think right now this is I think they're in they've only done it three years in a row. So like this year you can do um, I think you just submit a half hour comedy. I think they just do comedy. For really, like, that's uh, cool. Yeah. I want to do that. Do you know when it is? Um, no, I think the. I think submissions for the last one like ended like a few months ago. So, you know, mm -hmm. next year. Yeah. Essentially. But just, you know, they have a website and everything so you can look at it. Really great people run the festival too. And it's, it's an actual TV festival. So you go and you watch a lot of like pilots, like live pilot or not live pilots, but stuff that just got shot. That's not picked up yet or did get picked up. And it's just, they do it in a movie, in a movie theater in Denver. It's like an old, uh, historical movie theater there uh, and you just go in and watch stuff all day and then wow and then drink at the bar that's so cool <laughs> yeah dude there's so many things to submit to it's so overwhelming i'm just thinking about it and getting so stressed because it's like do i submit sketches scripts stand up everything just submit and that costs so much money to submit everything it does that's the only thing yeah the submission cost if you know that's why you just do the research and find the one, like ask around and find ones that people sort of praise. Cause then there are some that, you know, might suck and, you know, that's not worth the submission cost. Exactly. Yeah. Cause even if you get it, you're not gonna get much out of it. Maybe. Exactly. Yeah. But it's easy to research. You just read about it, read how, you know, past people that have done it. And it's, you know, did you guys submit sketches to things? Um, no, I don't think we ever did. We did, uh, we did stuff for some people. Like the, uh, we had uh, the the company Jash. Um, they had like a little thing that we did, but that was from them knowing us, and they brought us in. We're like, do you, you guys want to do this thing? And then we'd have to submit ideas. Uh -huh. But we never, yeah, we just for the most part made our own shit and put it on YouTube. I mean, yeah, so not like to festivals or comedy shorts no. competitions or things like that. No, we never did that. We'd always get really nervous even putting stuff up live, like for in during comedy shows and really? stuff like Why that. Really? Why is that? I don't know, because every once in a while a sketch wouldn't really uh, translate to like a an audience, <laughs> you know? And we never do live sketch. We, we like 
can't. If we do, it's super weird. We do like a weird thing. We'll shut all the lights off or like dress like birds or something. But we never do like our own sketches live. It never, it never translates. Really, you've tried. We've never tried doing one of our own live because we we know it won't work because all the, the videos are all you know they're all like you know reaction based and sort of based on the cut. It's not really like a sketch. None of them are really a sketch. They're all just like this weird scenario that happens. Yeah, so, a lot of it's the editing and the exactly, reaction yeah. shots. So no one will really, I don't think it would really work live, any of our sketches. That's so interesting. Yeah. I mean, it just makes you think how there's so many different ways of doing sketches. Like that sketch is, yours is more like video based, obviously. I mean, it's dependent on it and the yeah. shots and the cuts. But then when you like learn like improv at UCB and then turn that into a sketch. It's very like, that's like professional sketch writing there. Ours is just sort of a, <laughs> but I feel like uh, there's something to that. I think it's we're so specific style. with our characters that it's, that's how it works. But you know, if you, we've had people, even we got a thing going with funny or die where they're like, you know, can you send us the scripted version of this? And it's like, if we sent a scripted version of any of our sketches, like it, it wouldn't make any sense like on paper. <laughs> that's kind of funny. like oh so they're standing around and then uh one guy looks like this and then this other guy asks this and then it's it just would people would be like what is this about like no you gotta see it <laughs> that's so you funny. gotta see it it's a different you guys made a new form you guys are innovators <laughs> geniuses well i mean uh how can you capture those facial expressions it's, in a script? You should just like insert pictures. Yeah, I mean that's why it's been so hard to figure out what to do with us as far as like a TV show or something like that. Because you're like, cause, how do we make this longer and write it? Yeah, how do we stretch this three minute like very dumb thing into like a longer thing? But there uh, must be other similar types of longer form shows that are very yeah. shot and reaction based. No, I'm sure we could do it. I just uh, we've. I don't know. We've done the format of like three minutes, under three minutes for so long, where it's it it became like a thing where it didn't matter. It was just like just you know we'll we'll figure something out in this period of time. So stretching that was like all right. Well, that's that's a lot more work than yeah, we were like rough. used to. Damn, that's cool though. How did you first get into like uh, I guess improv was the first thing you started. Yeah. I uh I just I moved out here and uh I knew I wanted to like write comedy and I still I I wanted to do stand up but I hadn't yet and I was I was too scared I'd say so I was like okay what's the next best thing that you know I it will actually make me do something so I like I had a pretty good job at the time out here uh so I had a little bit of money to pay for the classes What kind of job did you do I was a production assistant at a oh, nice. production company. It was I was there for like three years. It was really great money, but so I did that. And then I was doing improv. I did, took the four classes at UCB and met a lot of awesome people. And then, uh, and then in the midst of that, started doing stand up. And then once I started doing stand up, I won a contest at I won this contest at Westside, um, and then sorta got fired from the job that I had not I don't want to say fired but they were like go off and do like like on set production stuff like we can set you up and put you on commercials and everything to like PA and I was like okay great went out and did that I hated it I was working like 12 13 hour days I was like 
ah, I really like stand up and I can't go out and do stand up like this. So I, I kind of quit doing that and just got sort of a shittier job that let me go out and do stand up. And then, then I've had shitty jobs and done stand up ever since. Nice. Do you um, miss the, the older days or you like the new life? Um, more stand up. I liked having money. Um, but you know, I have a lot more time to, to do other stuff now and less money, but you know, that's, you know, that's what you got to do. Yeah. It seems like the common trade off. Yeah. And I mean, I'll make, I'll make a little bit of scratch every once in a while. Like if I go out, uh, um, or, you know, writing for some, some stuff every once in a while, but you know, it's definitely not something where I can quit a day job completely. Yeah. You know? I, I know so many people that are really just have the like lifestyle of kind of paycheck to paycheck to do comedy. Yeah. And, it's, uh, uh, and even some people, I, you know, I know some people that will just, you know, strike, you know, Billy Bonnell, my buddy, Billy, I mean, he, he makes a lot by him. making, uh, I think he plays poker a lot, <laughs> um, but yeah, he'll he's a he's a hustler. He gets out and like yeah, I'm going and doing shows in you know San Diego, and he'll he'll make his own rate and get out there and you know really. What do you push mean? He'll just it. like make a show. He's uh he gets out there. He I don't have this. I don't have the 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 work ethic or wherewithal to do it. But he finds bookers and he'll track people down. And he like he he gets on there and he's good enough to do it too. You know, he can, he'll do the show and do well, but I just don't have the, uh, you know, I'd rather sit home and write something or, you know, oh, so he'll literally be like, okay, I want to do a show here. Let me hit up the booker and make sure they like know that I'm capable. Yeah. And he'll, you know, he, he opens for people and he's, you know, he's got the, he did Adam Devine's house party too. So he's got that credit where he can get out and, stuff that's pretty cool but he he's even with that you know he's been been uh he's been one of the best like sort of people that really gets out there and like knows he's taken me out a bunch of times just really? hey do you want to come down and do the show it's like 50 bucks I'm like yeah man oh hey, and he Jesus, gets paid too he just yeah, like that's what i mean it. he's like great at figuring out how to do that which i'm horrible at i you know oh, so he'll literally be like he'll just ask to get booked and ask for money yeah. Well, I mean, he's got like a, you know, he'll send a tape or someone will kind of know him, you know, because he does, he just, he's on it all the time. But, wow. You know, as far as I know, no day job, which is, that's really just that, that's the hustle. That's pretty cool. With it. Like I can't, I couldn't do it without a day job. You know, I, I pray for the day where I can, but <laughs> you know, well, I can't gonna... hustle like that. It's just not in me, especially with just driving around to different places and doing stuff. I'm too broke right now to do that. So, you know, I gotta, I gotta try to, you know, I've gotten some jobs here and there writing and stuff like that, but I just gotta find something that's, you know, gonna save. Yeah. So. Yeah. Finding that transition is like hard. I mean, how do other people like just transition to quitting the job? I imagine it's so challenging. I mean, they go f comedy full time. Yeah, I mean it's uh you can get I've I've had you know, I've had situations where I've been able to quit a job and not have a job for 6 months and cuz something good's happening, you know, you're like you're writing a script or something and it's, but that usually that money 
goes away. It's expensive out here. Yeah. You know? Like hustle living's crazy. Exactly. So I have people that like, oh, I'm on a good streak right now. I'm out doing uh, clubs and, you know, I'll come back and I'll have some money. But then, oh, shit, I got to drive Lyft or Uber for a couple months now, you know, mm-hmm. to to cover this couple months. Yeah. So it's a constant, it's a constant thing, you know, unless you're on a fucking TV show or something. Then yeah. You're, then you're good. <laughs> yeah it's it's insane the disparity of like wealth because like once you're on like a tv show or sag or wga or whatever you make from like nothing to just for whatever like the equivalent yearly salary becomes like two hundred thousand minimum yeah that's just crazy i mean like how any tv show yeah i mean uh you know uh ahmed's on a show or he's like but he's still he'll he still runs out of money you know, he's on the show. He helps write for it, but uh, he's got a kid. You know, he's got a like a house to pay rent for, and it's it goes fast, man. It's like money just disappears out here. Ryan's doing really well. Like uh, he's he's got a couple commercials. He's done some TV show stuff, um, but he's like, I'm not I'm not getting rid of the Postmates app on my phone. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna keep it up just in case. Just in case, you know. It just, just the emergency. Yeah, the floor can drop out at any time. It's uh, damn, it's insane. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because even though you're technically like your yearly is two hundred thousand or whatever, you're only working for like six weeks or something. Yeah, or like a couple weeks. Yeah, exactly. So it's like okay, but that's like divide by twelve. And then you got to try to find work after that, you know, because everything sort of goes away. You know, people are on TV shows for a couple seasons. The show gets canceled, and then you got some money, but you know, it's not like you were on a show for 15 years. It's your that money could run out if you don't find anywhere. That's crazy. Yeah, my mom gets really worried about doing that. Like she's uh, she's like, yeah, she's like, you want to write, you want to do this, but you're always gonna be looking for work like you're never gonna have the job where you're like okay i'm good for you know how do the rest save? of my life i don't know man <laughs> i'm really bad at saving money i used to be good at it when i first moved out here i like worked a bunch of jobs back in new hampshire and saved up and then came out here and immediately got a good job and then saved up and then the the minute i quit having a job tried it out you know all the money goes away just yeah. goes away. Damn. That's rough. That's crazy. But I knew what I was getting into moving out here. I was like, yeah, it's gonna be fucking super expensive. It's gonna it's gonna suck in that sense. But I was looking into like random things like drop shipping and like just random ways you can make money like passively. Yeah, you don't have to I do mean, anything. the best thing to do is like you know, right now it's like Lyft or Uber is like the best. But my car is uh, ninety four. It's like two hundred fifty five thousand miles. Really? Wow, even more than mine. Here. I have two hundred fifteen. Yeah, so cool. it's like you'd you'd probably be a little bit worried about driving. Lyft uh, or Uber. my car is gonna collapse. Yeah, so it's can't do that, you know. So some people rent out their cars on Turo. I've, yeah, I've heard about that. Or you can do like a lease option or something on that. But it's like I'd, I'd be too worried about that. Some people get, yeah, they'll get a lease like for a BMW or something and yeah, then rent it that. and then throw it out and make $2,000 a month. Yeah. There's a lot of liability. Exactly. Um, but I don't know. 
Yeah, it's crazy. It seems like you have to have some alternative source of income. Yeah. To really exist. You, you seem like you got a good gig here. You got work from home. That's like a This great, is a good gig. Yeah. I'm really lucky. I have a good gig for because I'm coding. And, and coding from pays. Home. Coding sounds like it pays. Yeah. You know, it's pretty good. Pretty well. But, um, like, obviously I would like to not have to do this full time. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, but it's good for now. It works. You can do, you, you can do your podcast in your, I can do my podcast, place, man. Yeah. While you're working. <laughs> while I'm working. I really hope that no one from work is listening. To this. <laughs> um, this is lunch break, so it's fine. Yeah. It's lunch. It's lunch. It's 12 o'clock. Yeah. So fine. this is okay. You get an hour. Yeah, this is fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. It's a good gig, so I'm lucky. Yeah. I lucked out. I say computer science. Yeah. So are you still are you still ass. doing you're still doing stand up? Yeah. Quite a bit, right? I am, yeah. I have a show on Thursday at the improv space. That's um, down in Westwood, right? Yeah, down in yeah. Westwood. Um me and my buddy Ian are doing this like weird sketch musical like stand up show Thursday as well, right before our boy band my boy band shows the weekly show. Boy band's the one at at uh at the improv improv space. Space. Yeah. And I'm trying to make that better because I was away for a year and mm. I mean it was always kinda like on the rocks, but yeah. I wanna make it better. I've done a different show there. Uh I did I forget Tom what Tom Allen's was. show. No, I don't. I don't know that name. That blonde dude. He's like, yeah, no, I don't think it was Master him. of Stoke. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no, I don't. You think haven't so. seen him. Dude, I want to do this guy's show though. He's really funny. <laughs> he's this dude. He's like a character. Um, Chad goes deep, and he has this like viral, like I think I thing. know that. He it sounds familiar. He went to like the San Clemente City Hall. He's like, is there like a vine? I think thing we should put does? a Paul Walker statue up in San Clemente. <laughs> Uh, Does he do Vine stuff? Is it like that I thing? I don't know. Well, Vine's gone forever. Vine is gone. But um, I don't. I think he does. He does. He is popular on Instagram. He's like I just saw today. He has like hundred thirty thousand followers. It's pretty cool. Damn. He's doing well on Facebook. He has like, I forget his friend's name, Jake or something. I don't know. Man, but, these internet stars. Yeah. But he was actually a stand-up first, and then he did a oh, character. Okay. Right. So it's okay. It's, like, less sad. Was he, like, did he come out of UCLA? Is that why no. he was down there? I know. I don't know how I know him. I would just see him around stand-up. Mm. And then all of a sudden, he went viral on this, like, he literally went to the actual city hall of San Clemente. He's like, yeah, hello, city commissioner. Um, I think we should get a Paul Walker statue. I think I saw because this. Because Paul Walker's yeah, yeah. like super hype, and like, <laughs> doesn't he like start crying or something? Yeah, like Paul Walker died. He gets like really like invested yeah, in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I think I did see that. That was super funny. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I think he has a show there. Oh, cool. Around the like earlier usually. Yeah, I did another show. It was so, I forget what it was. But it was like a really late one, and I think I went up, and there were two people. John Davies show maybe rough week. There were two people. Week or something. <laughs> I mean, it's, <laughs> it's that really place sad. would be great if it's filled up. You know, it would be but great if uh, it wasn't depressing and had yeah. no clientele. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know why because it's right next to the UCLA, so it should have people. It's just so dark and depressing. But yeah. they recently added some like TVs and lights, and it looks okay. more welcoming. All so right. I think more people it are looks like an, more of an establishment. It looks more like. Like not a like heroin den, right? And yeah. more like a place that people do comedy. 
Yeah, I've seen I've seen people bark outside of that, and it's uh, yeah, nobody really nobody really like even reacts. No, they're really upset yeah. when people do that. They don't like that. Well, fuck. That's you, me CLA. usually. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm like literally out there. I'm like, well, I'm not as deadpan as that. I don't know why, but like the way people like advertise comedy is just so un like welcoming and they like won't not put, exciting. They won't let you put the flyer up in uh, in in and out right there, right next door. <laughs> I don't think we can. I mean, I hand it out, and the security guard doesn't care. Sometimes I hand him a flyer. Yeah. He doesn't do anything. Well, he's not going to go. Yeah. He's working. Dude, people are so uncharismatic, though, when they're, like, flying. Everyone's just like, hey, we got a comedy show. Yeah. Hey, free comedy. It's like, you are the truly saddest person I've ever seen in my life. Like, why would I want to go watch you <laughs> tell jokes? That's like, why just, barking's like, so the worst. It just doesn't make sense. Barking's the worst. It's best it's like to just put up a poster. People, like, Come on down. Yeah. <laughs> comedy. What I've learned from, uh, you know, I, I ran a show at Westside uh in santa monica for like a little while and uh if you don't have a producer you need a producer i think to make it a lot easier what do you mean you need someone that knows how to uh get people in the room and uh isn't doing any isn't hosting isn't doing anything like that they're just producing the show interesting you know you had someone that did that no i didn't and that's why (laughs) i stopped because it was too hard. I couldn't fill it out. And I feel was... like no shows have that, though. Just someone who produces? Why would anyone in their right mind want to just produce a comedy I mean, show and not be in it? A lot of the best shows, because that's sort of, it's almost like a job. It is a job. I guess it is a job for other things. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of people that, you know, a lot of the best shows in L.A. have producers, which is good. They have producers, and then they have hosts. So the hosts don't have to worry about anything other than hosting and making the show kind of fun. Yeah. And then the producer books it and, you know, does all the uh, groundwork of, you know, getting it out there. That's why, that's why the shows are how they are when they have, uh, you know, they sell out every time or something like that. Uh, It's because of the producer. Yeah. I mean, they have good marketing and they have an established brand and they don't look depressing outside and people aren't going up to them like free comedy show. Yeah, exactly. And they just, you know, they get that built-in audience right away and then keep yeah. it going. Yeah, I mean, saying free comedy show and, like, having the show start five to ten minutes, like, after you say that, it's like, you, how else can you communicate that something has no value at all? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, well, I mean, if like there's... free, it starts in five minutes. Yeah. I mean, I think people respond to... I, my... My goal is to do a like a backyard show because I think that's the best. Those are cool. I hear. BYOB I is one of the best things for a comedy show. You, no one has to worry about paying anything at the door. No one has to worry about buying. There's uh, no two drink minimum. You just go and you. There's a chance to party after, so it's you know more people are going to show up. There's a lot of like places. I mean, Dave does like good heroin. That's I don't know if you've ever been to that. I one. heard of that. I haven't been. It's just behind a coffee shop, and it's. Fills up every Maybe time, and it's been. super fun. You can bring your own beer, hang out in the back, keep it low, and it's uh, it's awesome. That's fun. You know, where is that? It's a place called Stories. Oh, I definitely, I think Stories I've been there. Maybe Cafe. A long time it's ago. like in it's in like Echo Park. Okay. Yeah, it's a great place though, and it's they it's a really like comfortable back area. You know, you can hang out behind the seats and everything. It's and it's just the way the Oh, I the, think I was there. Probably. There's like, the, it's well lit. 
Yeah. Is yeah. it um, There's graffiti and everything behind it? There's well, the inside's a cafe or a bookstore. Or it's what? a bookstore, coffee shop. Oh, yeah. I've been there. Yeah, I remember that. I met like someone who was on TV there, and yeah, I was like, every... so excited. I was in college. <laughs> yeah, they do it every Saturday at eight. Oh, that's weekly. awesome. Yeah, but you know that's an just an example of a really well produced. And that's a show, show or a mic. It's a show. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah, really tight show. Um, and again, yeah, it's weekly, so it's, you know, it's, I'm pretty sure it's weekly. Is that like an alt show? Um, I mean, you know, they'll have some alt comics on it, but uh-huh. it's, I, I've seen a lot of different types of people on that. So That's cool. To keep it pretty well-rounded. You really have to be creative here because there's so much competition that it's so easy to not have anyone come to your show. They have to yeah. have a reason to come to your show. Yeah, well, I mean, you just... I think a lot of this is my personal thought, and it, I don't, it's not sounding. I don't want it to sound bad or anything, but I think some shows are too long. Um, some people book like twelve comics, and it's like, look, that's great. You know, they could all be great, but I, I really think like an audience has like an hour and a half attention span. Max. <laughs> yeah. So it's two hours is a lot for a yeah, show. Five to seven comics tops. Yeah. You know? I think the sweet spot is like four or five comics on a show. <laughs> Honestly. But that's think, just me. That's, yeah, I don't even, you know, there could be people that love watching comedy for hours and hours, but I don't know. Whenever did, I go to a show, I'm like four or five comics tops. <laughs> how did you produce shows at uh, West Side? How did you get that? You just worked there and they're like, hey, you want to produce a show? Um, I It was right after a one that like, they had, did, they had like a contest there, like a, Oh, after you... That's actually how I met, that, how I met like Ryan. You said. Yeah, they were in the contest, too, and that's how we all, like, met. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and then after that, they were like, okay, so do you want to do a show here? It's like, it'll be weekly. We'll give you a night. And I was, I was pretty new into it, so I was like, yeah, sure, absolutely. And then... Uh, I just couldn't... I couldn't get anyone in there. I didn't know anybody, you know? I could book it, and it was... Fine, but I think the only time I got a bunch of people in there is I bought like a bunch of pizza with like my own money, <laughs> and then people stayed from the show beforehand to eat the pizza. But after that, it just kind of yeah, that's I really just couldn't hard. do it. I couldn't. I didn't. I had no. No one knew who I was, which doesn't really matter. But it's you know, I didn't know anyone, and it was Santa Monica was kind of hard to get a lot of people in there. So. Yeah. I find it easier to uh, market a show with a theme rather than a name. Yeah, I mean, at first, I think the first one was the pizza, which was what got everyone in there. But uh, after that, it was just like, oh, it's a Sunday night show. I think it was like 8 o'clock or something every Sunday. And unless I could get like a lot of like my college friends or something. But, you know, once I started You're doing from comedy. The East Coast, right? Yeah. yeah. So How would they be there? Um, they A lot of them moved out here. Oh really? Uh, yeah, I moved out here with school? like yeah, I moved out here with probably I had like maybe like ten or twelve people out here from my college. That's pretty so. cool. When, yeah, like, made it made it really easy moving out to L.A. But once I started doing stand up, they came out to my shows. You know, once you start doing stand up, you're like, come on out, everybody, and you're super excited about it. And then you know, a year in, you're like, okay, everybody, I get it. Like you, you don't want to. They they kind of back off you, too. You yeah. You're you're like, all right, we're good watching you bomb. <laughs> They're like, this isn't you every anymore. every week. Yeah. So uh that gets exhausted pretty quick. Yeah. But. You run you can't, you only have so many friends. You need something more sustainable. Yeah, yeah. 
So yeah, after that show, just kind of was I just kind of hand, I handed it off to some other people because they really wanted to try to do it, and I think they did it for like a little while, but I think the theater was getting into like having a bar and everything, so they were like transitioning, and they they eventually I think just like dropped the show. Oh okay, but. I love that theater. It's it's a really great space. I love yeah. their mic and their shows. There are so good. It's yeah. such a good space. Yeah, they're good dudes, and it's. Uh, I think with stand up specifically, they've really like grown over the last like five years. They've just like blown up with stand up. It's crazy. They have, like a lot of awesome shows there. Where before they didn't really. They had like maybe one or two. Now they got like some of the best down there, I think. Yeah, and uh, Dana Carvey's there all the time. Yeah, they got the Neil Brennan's thing. They have Sandler dropping in. Wow. So, uh, yeah. I want to start a show there. That'd be cool. So uh, pitch something, you know. I have a show. This is my show in Seattle. Socially, socially inept. This T-shirt says socially inept. And it's where we roast <laughs> uh, the tech people in Seattle. Oh man. We have them submit. Because they're like so broken that they're like, yeah, roast me. And then we'll, their friends will give us info about them, and then we'll get a bunch of roast comics. Oh, that's cool. And we'll destroy them on stage. <laughs> I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could roast a tech person. I, I have so much respect for the tech people. <laughs> so much rides on it, you know. It's like, hey, man, good job up there <laughs> or back there. You'd be very supportive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, anything else you want to plug or anything lately going on with you? Um, just uh, you know, if no one's seen Dead Kevin, check it out. Uh, you know, we're working on some new stuff for Funny or Die, so that'll be out in a little while. Um, I don't know when, <laughs> but soon. But uh, yeah, kind of soon. And then we're doing a show. Me, Ryan, and Ahmed are all on a show on the fifteenth. So it's this Thursday. Oh, this will not be. This is long gone. This won't yeah, be this out. won't be out. Okay, so you guys missed us <laughs> on so, the fifteenth. So uh, go back in time and yeah, um, yeah. I don't know what else week. is after that. Yeah, um, I don't even know what I got when this will air. So I'm gonna try to air it next week. I've been kind of bad. It's usually seven to ten days. Okay, all right. Well, you know, just I'm on Twitter, Jack Robichaud. And uh, that's it, you know. Sweet. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks for Thank you, dude. doing the pod. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for tuning into Working Comic Podcast. There's a new episode every week where I interview writers, directors, comedians, producers, any kind of creative thing you can think of, and also the business side of things. So club owners, agents, managers, festival runners, all that stuff. So tune in every week. And uh, also follow me on social media at the Austin Nasso on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And you can also catch me on YouTube with Chabros, C-H-A-A, Bros, one word. Uh, we have some funny videos up, so check it out. Thanks, guys.